11 o'clock. Thanks for joining us, Pyle. Happy New Year. We had a good weekend. Jim along with the Buckeye Boy from the Bozart Miller Chevrolet Buick Studios. The most trusted name in automobiles. Before we get into talking about uh, college football playoff semifinals, a couple of fantastic games in Pasadena and in New Orleans with the Rose Bowl and the Sugar Bowl. I know, Buckeye, you're not happy today because Michigan will be playing for national championships. <laughs> but your Browns are in the playoffs. Yeah. I saw a nice meme. It was the line from uh, Avengers. I can't remember which one. But it's, uh, did you get what you wanted? Yes. The Thanos line, right? <laughs> what did it cost? Everything. It's like, are the Browns good? Yes. What did it cost? Ohio State. That's about the truth. You can look at it that way or say they're not really connected. This year, they absolutely are connected in my mind. So Ohio State went into the crapper. They are very much the, you know, who are the, the Jets offense at times against Missouri. A field goal. Thanks. Thanks, but no thanks. It turns out the uh, the Browns are good. So, yeah, it's a trade-off. Well, you, your quarterback decided to go to Syracuse, which I'm still trying to figure out why. That's a little <laughs> bit of a downgrade for Honda McCord, yeah. I'm just kind of going, really? Did, you're you're going to leave Ohio State because you think you're going to get squeezed out there? Possibly. But you're going to go to wow. Syracuse? I mean, if he watched the Cotton Bowls, he's probably like, you uh, know, I bring a chance to keep this job. I, that's kind of was my thought yeah. too when I watched it. I gave it like, why? Why was he running away? It was that sucked? But that's we three hours of my life. I'm never yeah. getting back. Well, <laughs> how? Here's my weekend, which was a great weekend, except for Broncos looked like they were going to still be in it, going to the Raiders game, mm-hmm. and then the the Chiefs come back to beat the Bengals, and then the Steelers win. And so the Broncos get eliminated. And then I watch Tennessee just go out and crush Iowa. Crush them. So you can whine about your weekend there, sport. I also saw the Leonardo DiCaprio meme where he's pointing at the TV and it's Iowa's logo and he's pointing at Ohio State. Yeah. yeah. That made me yeah. feel real good. Yeah. So. Felt great about that. Felt good about myself watching that. I, I, I hate to start out the show with, with bad news, but um, sadly, I'm going to have to do that today. Um, Joe Walsh, Chick-fil-A owner. No. Joe passed away a couple of days ago and uh, lost his battle with cancer. And so our, our condolences go out to, to Joe's family but um, was always a tremendous supporter of what we do here on the team and a big Ohio State fan. Yeah. But uh, our, our condolences go out to his family. But uh, Joe fought a, a brave battle against lung cancer, uh, as it happens with many people. Not a smoker, mm-hmm. but developed lung cancer and uh, sadly lost his battle that. But uh, we want to extend our condolences here from from our program Man. to Joe and his family. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Uh, I echo that. I found that out um, 
day or so ago, and um, just uh, really, really tough news. He's mm-hmm. been been battling cancer for the last couple of years now, and unfortunately uh, lost that battle just a couple of days ago. All right, uh, seven oh four. Jim, along with the Buckeye Boy today, we've got our pole dancing today, which is top five NFL, top five. MLB best hot stove moves, off-season moves can be trades, free agent signings. I uh, just full disclosure here, I do not have the Otani or Yamamoto deals for the Dodgers. Looking more for value here in terms of Yamamoto is going to be really good. I think the the feeling is is that he will come in. He's got the three-pitch guy. He's got all the the makings of, of could be a really good starter for the Dodgers. And in the case of Shohei Otani, who Kirk Herbstreit can't say his name, but then again, there's names I can't say either. Mm-hmm. But uh, there's but, a lot of people that leave out that second H. It's not they don't call him Shohei. Shohei. They're like Shoei. Like, no, that's way wrong. It's Shohei Otani, and and so Otani I mean, signing him. I don't like the length of the deal, the amount of money they're paying. Yeah, he's not going to pitch in 2024. Mm-hmm. He's truly one of the, the great power hitters in baseball. And I, but when I look at, I, I'm looking at value here. I'm looking at what am I getting that's going to make my baseball team better that did not break the bank in terms of a trade, in terms of a guy that I signed that is going to help my baseball team. Mm-hmm. That's kind of what I looked at in in the case of of the guys that and the deals that I looked at for my. My five. I want just straight biggest, like the biggest yeah. off-season moves. Or you can be however you want to look at. Yeah. It. I you go value. What I I went value went big big moves, mm-hmm. and that's and then also our top five future Broncos quarterbacks. Yeah, yeah. Jared Stidham, come on down. Okay, I. I what did he do? Okay, other than there were there were some throws across between the hashes, mm. which Rush Russ is somewhat adverse at times, unless it's a short, unless it's a check down to Samaji Pirine. I'll give Stidham credit. He threw some balls down the middle, between the hash marks a little bit. That was good. The play that he made to little Jordan Humphrey was one Russ certainly could have made. I just it was a dump off. Essentially, it was, it was a short dump off. I it was, it was, a lot of people, you could tell whether they watched the game or not with the, wow, what a great throw by Jared Stidham. It was like, mm, it was like about a 10, 12-yard throw. got it to him. Little Jordan Humphrey did the rest. He did the, he did the rest. They should just call him Jordan no, Humphrey after no, that no, run. Let's be honest, watching LJ or little Jordan Humphrey. He had a lot of help on that run. Help, and he didn't. It had moments of looking like a big guy touchdown. A little bit, yeah. <laughs> he is not... Fleet of foot. He's no. a big, he's a big guy. He's not. A, he's a big receiver. And for the other team involved, they could put yakety sacks <laughs> under that highlight, and it would fit. Just what a quit job for the Chargers. Because I'm going. Well, it's be a nice play. It's be first down. Kareem Jackson is. You sneakily signed with the Chargers because it looked like Kareem in Miami. There, like I'm good. I'm good here. I don't think I. I don't think it's I need to make cold. a tackle. It's gonna hurt. It's cold. We're out of the playoffs. Yeah. Why do I need to? 
You know, I, I'm making My a coach business is decision. Dead man walking. Yeah, guys, Giff or Griff or whatever, he's not gonna be the head coach. Yeah, this time next year. So why do I care? I'm not trying. It was a nice play. It was a really good play. It was a good play by Stidham. But I sat there and watched and went. That's like a 12 yard gain. Yeah, but when I sat there and watched and went, am I seeing? And we'll ask Cody about this. Mm-hmm. Am I seeing dramatic, better Im- quarterback play from Jared Stidham? He was good. It wasn't mm-hmm. that he was bad. It wasn't that he was bad at all. But, he, but, but was he, was he? wow, that looks so much better than when Russ was in there. Um, so they looked pretty much the same to me. You can tell, one, who watched the game and who didn't when they talk about Jared Stidham. And two... That's just regular people. And reporters, you can tell who feels their place at the facility is tenuous. If they feel like their position there is tenuous with the organization, they're like, you know what? Jared Stidham looked great. If they're fairly secure in the fact that no matter what they say, they're going to be allowed back in the building, it was, this was what we've seen all season. It's okay. And, and he was fine. But then he was Russ. He was twenty it, of thirty-two, two twenty-four yeah. to touchdown. You, took you, two sacks. You could you could get that from Russ. Yeah, he didn't turn it over, which is good. That's fine. But it, but it wasn't like he went out and threw for three forty. He wasn't Joe and three Flacco. touchdowns. He, he wasn't. It wasn't Michael Penix Jr. Ooh, man alive. <laughs> I I just I watched and went okay. <laughs> where's this Where's this big spark offensively? Where's the big spark? I'm waiting. I, I was just kind of going, okay. Um, a whole lot of field goals in that game. And and we, we go back to the whole thing of of Sean Payton saying, well, you know, it's it's about giving our offense a spark. And and because he can't say the thing that he, what was the truth, which was, we're ready to move on from him, and we don't want him to get hurt. They don't want him to get the wrath of the PA a second time yeah. in two months. And he didn't. And he didn't want. And they, you know, they they try to get him to defer the, the mm-hmm. injury guarantee, and he wouldn't. Smartly, smartly said no. And then they made the threat of benching him, which the NFLPA said, ah, no, 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 no. Yeah, <laughs> you can't do that. If he if he didn't take, if he didn't defer the money. Mm-hmm. And then it's, well, it's, we got to light a spark here. Sorry, Russ. It's not about, it's, it's, it's about, you know, it's about how things are going yeah. right now with you as you, you as a player, not about you as a, your contract or that we overspend. Once again. And Maury determined that was a lie. Yeah. <laughs> it's partially about, it's pretty much entirely about the injury guarantee. It's pretty much all about yeah. that guarantee and about. About the contract. My and question is. Try to minimize the financial yeah. damage here. I haven't been on since that particular piece came out. How do you let that be verbalized to your quarterback? If you're the organization. How George Payton, Sean Payton, they've been around the block. They know that making that threat is a violation of the CBA. How do you even let that phrase come out of your mouth to Russ? Don't care who it was, whether it's quarterback's coach, offensive coordinator, Sean, George Payton, some random person in, you know, the cap office or whatever. 
how do you let that be said to your quarterback? A guy who, in his last place, went to ownership to try to get Pete Carroll fired, and they'd worked together yeah. 10 years. Yeah. How do you do that? I, I don't. Other than I, I, I read I, the piece in The Athletic, I think it was Mike Sando. Other than the fact that it's straight up Sean Payton's ego of, what are you going to do to me? I've exactly. already been suspended for a full year. What so, are you going to do what, to what me? Do you, yeah, exactly. Which tracks... Hearing him talk four times a week for the last seven I, I, months, it tracks. Look, you don't have to like wrestling. A lot of people, oh, it's so glad you know, Mr. Let's Ride and Mr. Phonies getting out of Denver. You don't have, okay, you don't have to like him as a person. I don't entirely, mm-hmm. we talk about how we feel about Russ. I like Russ. He's goofy. He's a dork. He's dorky, but he seems to be and there's, know, and there's a, a genuinely little, nice person. And I think there is a little bit of a darker edge there with what went on in Seattle. Which there is usually reference are. With Pete Carroll. Behind those overly you know, optimistic I, I, I think here, though, number one, he they offered him the extension. Mm-hmm. Let's see, I'm never, I'm, I'm never going to say it was a bad deal to trade for him. They had to do something. Aaron Rodgers, that wasn't going to happen. Yeah. So they had to make a move. They, made, they went big. I'd rather them make a big move and fail than do nothing at all, which... Hello, Colorado Rockies. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, they make a big move. They always make the wrong big move, though. Chris Bryant. Uh, they make so they medium do, moves. So they that make fail. big moves. They always make the wrong one. Yeah. This felt like the right one. And then you look at the numbers this year, it still looks like it's the right move when you look at the numbers. I mean, it, they're a, they, were, they won seven games this year with him, which is the most they've won since the Trevor Simeon era. Yeah, they're they won nine the games in t- twenty sixteen, the year after the Super mm-hmm. Bowl. They won nine games. And they could win nine games with a victory Sunday in, in Las Vegas. I'm sorry, Russ haters. Jared Stidham's only gonna get two of those. Yeah. Russ got the other ones. Yep. But I mean they they, they beat Buffalo, they beat Minnesota Cleveland. Went on a five game winning streak. And I get the defense played a big role in that. But Russ has also played a big role in that, too. 26 touchdowns, eight picks this season. And the people who are the, I'm glad Mr. Let's Ride is gone. Remember those people six weeks ago? We're back, baby. We're back. We're coming for you. We're going to win the division. Yeah, I, I just, and I don't want this revisionist history stuff of, well, we never, I never wanted him. Well, because I read a lot of that over the weekend, mm-hmm. of interviews with, with fans. Oh, I never really wanted him. Well, they stand there wearing their Russell Wilson jersey. Yeah. There were people that essentially were, you know, the Avs route? Let's just keep all the stuff up because the Broncos are going to use it in February after Russ was traded for and then won five games. But there were a lot of people like that that are now, see? See, I don't want, you, for, you forget that the internet always remembers. Yes. You can delete it. It's there forever. And, and like I've said before, I... And I, and I think I think Sean Payton is right there with Russ. <laughs> I think Sean Payton's mm-hmm. days are are numbered, or not Sean Payton, excuse me. Um, George Payton? George Payton, excuse oh, me. Oh, they're going to yeah. hang this around his George, neck. George Payton's days are numbered, not Walk Sean. The plank. But, jo- but George's days are numbered. A lot of this will, will come down on him. Why Why did you trade for him? Why, mm-hmm. why did you give him the extension? Well, Greg Penner signed, and Rob Walton signed off on that too. And, the extension, absolutely. And Greg's yeah. wife, Carrie, who who is involved in things as well, which is fine. Connolly's sure. a rice. Yeah. There comes a point, though, where 
is it's not the David Tepper thing, which, ooh, that's gotten fun. Uh, let's chuck drinks at people. and <laughs> that's, That fan should feel lucky. That's a $14 beer that he got for free. Well, and, and Mike Florio brought something up, too, that you... Just kidding, by the way. That that fan, whoever got hit by that drink, even if it's just liquid, mm-hmm. could charge David Tepper with assault. Yeah. Under, under the rules of the law, they could he could be charged with assault. Think about that the next time you throw a drink at somebody. Mm-hmm. I, I do like Florio. He gives off a whole lot of bicycle-chasing ambulance vibes, though. <laughs> but, he's, just but he's right about it, though. I yeah. mean, you, you could legally... But it's what's like the other? You tripped on a crack on the sidewalk. It's but, not but Adam, you not picking up your own feet. But Adams flipped the bird at fans and got two hundred and fifty thousand dollar fine. The, yeah. the late owner of the, the Oilers slash Titans. What's David Tepper gonna get here? I mean, he threw something at somebody. Mm-hmm. He didn't just throw them the bird. He threw something at somebody. I get it, it's just a beverage, just liquid. But still, what's worse, that's an owner throwing a beer on you or your own owner taking your team to London three times a year? <laughs> that's a good question. As a Jaguars fan. <laughs> that's a good question. But the, but George Payton's going to, he's he's going to be the fall guy oh, here. Oh, yeah. yeah. And, and and Greg Penner and Rob Walton and, and Kerry. Sean Payton's but the head. Walton Penner and, and Condoleezza Rice, they all, they all play a role in this, though. Mm-hmm. Because you, that that extension didn't happen without them going. Let's do it. Right. He's got two years. Ah, let's go ahead. And let's get it done. And he, and, and, and here we go again. And Where, another if you're thing, a Broncos fan, you you will now be looking at a yet another quarterback. Yeah. Another thing about this whole too is this whole Sean Payton didn't choose Russ. That needs to stop because it's wrong. Russ was in place, extension done. Deal done when they hired Sean Payton. When Sean Payton said, yeah, I'll take this job. So it's not Sean Payton. Well, Sean Payton signed on knowing that he had Russ for six years. And that if he walked from Russ, it was going to be financially Mm -hmm. hamstring. A a huge millstone around this team's neck. He decided he didn't want this guy. So for this whole, well, he didn't pick. Yeah, he kind of did. He could have very well waited for Brandon Staley to get himself fired and then go take Justin Herbert to the promised land. Could have, yeah, could have easily done that. So this whole that Sean Payton is completely, well, they just hung this guy around it. No, he was in place first. Russell Wilson was Well, that was why he didn't want the Arizona job because they told him we're going to build around Kyler Murray and that's that's all there is to it. So Sean thought that Russ was going to work too because he wouldn't have taken this job if he didn't. And then as he got into it, he realized, I don't like, I don't like this guy. Mm-hmm. He's a little too eager, chipper, too much about him. He's know, way himself. too nice. He's good to people. I don't like that. <laughs> that he doesn't think he's focused on football. But we're, but Russ has been pretty damn focused on football this year, folks. <sighs> I mean, he improved 15 places <laughs> in points in scoring yeah. offense this year. That's what, still not even yeah. to 15th. So that lets you know how bad it was last year. Yeah. Under not quite, you know, Matt LaFleur's poster boy. Just saying yeah. that Russ has been better in 2023 mm-hmm. than he was in 2022. Yeah. And so now you're going to walk from that. And Jared and, Stidham had a very average Russell Wilson game. And, and, and it's so unfair, though. It's also very unfair to Jared Stidham. Making his third start ever. Yeah. That 
hey, go out there and be, you have to be dramatically better than Russell Wilson today. Mm-hmm. And when when Sean Payton made the game the, goes along, that's a moving target when, too. Have fun. When Sean Payton made the comment, we need a spark here. You expect three twenty five, three fifty, couple of touchdowns. I kind of expect twenty points. Expect twenty points, twenty twenty five points, not sixteen points and a two twenty four. Could have got a touchdown. Could have got all that from Ross. Without all the drama I mean, and everybody on I mean, the team, hey, nice, to nice job, Broncos, with back-to-back false starts. Way to go! <laughs> nice job. a new guy in there, new new cadence. That's a, give him a little bit of a pass. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I heard that. It's like, oh, it's like, God, are you serious? Back to back? Yeah. Okay, once I can go. All right, back to back at home. <laughs> oh, seven twenty-one. Jim and the Buckeye boy. All right, so if you got some thoughts today on talking about Broncos and with the uh, with pole dancing coming up, our top five candidates to be the Broncos' next quarterback, you want to offer up your opinions on that today. Uh, top five NFL as well. Chick-fil-A breakfast team phone line, 970-242-1340. It's time for... What's happening? It's brought to you by ComWest, your technology partner. They help business owners grow their business by providing quality, reliable, personalized technology solutions that support and secure their business technology consistently and professionally. One call, one team, one goal, helping your business grow. They can help you with a variety of needs such as PC and server support, backup and disaster recovery, cybersecurity. They can also install a new business phone system for you as well. Call them today at ComWest, 970-242-8142 or go to their website, ComWestCorp.com. Com. All right, start things out with the college football playoffs, the semifinals. Yesterday on New Year's Day, and top seed Michigan will face second-seeded Washington for college football's national championship. The top-ranked Wolverines beat the fourth-seeded Alabama Crimson Tide 27-20 in overtime at the Rose Bowl in Pasadena. Michigan quarterback J.J. McCarthy threw for three touchdowns as Wolverines make it to the title game after losing the semifinals the last two seasons. Washington held off Texas 37-31 to win the Sugar Bowl in New Orleans. Huskies quarterback Michael Penix Jr. threw for 430 yards and three touchdowns in the win. Michigan and Washington will meet Monday in Houston in the national title game. Broncos quarterback Sean, or Broncos coach Sean Payton says that Jared Stidham will once again be the starting quarterback when Denver plays the Las Vegas in Sunday season finale. Stidham replaced Russell Wilson as the Broncos starting QB in Denver's 16-9 home win over the L.A. Chargers. Stidham threw for 224 yards and a touchdown to little Jordan Humphrey. Payton says he was pleased with what he saw from Stidham. thought Jared did a good job after seeing the tape with his decisions, the ball security, all those things that you, you want to see from the, that position. You know, the big play through LJ, it was a heck of a play by, uh, by LJ. Protection was good. So a lot of positives to build off of. In other news, Broncos backup safety DeLaren Turner yell tore his ACL. He'll be out for the game with the Raiders. Denver plays at Las Vegas Sunday with pregame at noon with a 2:25 kickoff on the team. Sports Network after their worst home loss in four years. The Denver Nuggets bounced back from their loss to Oklahoma City to dump Charlotte 111-93 on New Year's night in Denver. Nuggets guard Jamal Murray scored 25 points and had seven assists with Michael Porter Jr. scoring 22 points. Denver coach Mike Malone says they regrouped after a sluggish first half. So just challenging our guys to do what we do and what our expectations are. And obviously, to your point, I think we started out that third quarter on a 30-6 to run. Guys were uh, locked in. And uh, our defense was leading to offense. We took care of it in the second half. And, um, you know, that's, that's Denver Nugget basketball. Denver Ford Aaron Gordon scored 10 points in his first game back since he was bit by his dog on Christmas Day. 
The Nuggets are tied with Oklahoma City for second. The Western Conference both are a game and a half back of Minnesota. Tonight, the Avs host the New York Islanders on the team with pregame at 6.30. Another cover of football staffers leaving the Buffalo. CU defensive coordinator Charles Kelly is heading to his alma mater, Auburn, to become the Tigers co-defensive coordinator. Kelly is the fifth Buffs assistant to leave Coach Prime's staff. And that's what's happening. Brought to you by ComWest, your technology service partner. If you need IT help for your business today, call them at ComWest, 970-242-8142, or go to ComWestCorp.com. All right, we'll take a break. We'll come back, uh, look at the Nuggets from last night after just getting crushed by Oklahoma City. Worst home loss in four years for the Nuggets at Ball Arena. They bounced back with a big win against Charlotte last night. We'll uh, dive into that next on the Jim Davis Show on the Team Sports Network. I'm the morning guy. I have a Facebook group, 16 members. Some call it a fan page. I don't know. Oh, hell yeah. The Jim Davis Show on Colorado's sports leader, the team. Welcome back, 727. Jim along with the Buckeye boy. Coming up, we'll talk with our college football insider, Wyatt Thompson, get his thoughts about the national championship matchup. Was he is creeped out about the pop tart saying "dreams come true" as they broil him alive in a toaster? <laughs> we'll Did that creep to, anybody else out, or is that just we'll me? I have to ask him. The, the, the trophy was like a toaster, right? It was a football-shaped yeah. toaster. Yeah, but they had the edible mascot, and he's yeah. standing there. Dreams do come true as they're lowering him <laughs> to his, you know, final fate. Death. Uh, like, oh, that's creepy as hell. I did listen to, I got on the Varsity app and listened to Wyatt call some of the game and mm-hmm. always does a sensational job. So it was a great job. Yeah. So um, we'll, we'll talk with Wyatt Thompson coming up. Nuggets uh, last night uh, taking care of the Charlotte Hornets. It's again, Denver, big third quarter where they played uh, kind of a, a pedestrian first half, if you will, at home. Of course, keep in mind the Nuggets uh, got smacked by Oklahoma City. Like I said, their first, their their worst loss in four years at home to the Thunder over the weekend. And so this time around, Michael Malone didn't scream and yell at halftime. Said, nah, there's no point in that. He says, you can't play that card every single time with a team. But uh, Nuggets getting the victory last night. Here's a little post Malone on um, on the veterans starters with the guys that said hey let's let's get this thing turned around for our, our veterans i think we realized at halftime hey you know what um we have to bring it i mean that, that, that team's not just going to go away you have to put them away and um i think to the starting group to their credit they went out there and i, and I think nicole especially i think he became a lot more aggressive in that second half and that was great to see he, he actually looked at the basket scored and um and then we started firing on all cylinders. And when we do that, when we defend, and we have Jamal and Michael and um, Nicola playing at that level, then, then we're allowed to, it allows us to go on runs like that. So I give our, our starters credit for, you know, hey, man, let's pick it up. And they did. And they did last night. Uh, Nuggets going that big run in the third quarter. Jamal Murray last night, uh, 25 points. He had seven assists last night. Michael Porter Jr., 22 points and eight rebounds. Nikola Jokic, 13-11-6 last night. Can't score 30 points every single game. It feels like he does, but he he doesn't have to do that every single game, and that's a good thing. And here's uh, MPJ on the Nuggets and what they did defensively 
that got things turned around in the third quarter. Yeah, like I said, it's part on us, you know, being more intentional about really trying to get stops, get out run. And then part of it is on the team that we're playing, not playing with as much uh, force or energy and then not making as many shots. So we definitely came out a little sluggish. But at the same time, I think um, in that third quarter, yeah, they didn't come out as aggressive, I didn't feel like. All right, so that's Michael Porter Jr. Nuggets uh, and the Thunder, both a game and a half behind Minnesota right now in the Western Conference. Uh, Aaron Gordon played last night uh, since uh, the dog bite incident on Christmas Day. 21 bites from his dog, by the way. Uh, his his dog, own dog. His own dog. He was playing with his dog. And, and I read the story about it over the weekend. His dog's a Rottweiler. Not that that means anything. He's a big dog, though. Mm-hmm. And I guess uh, Aaron got... Aaron Gordon's own, wor- own words. I started drinking too much eggnog, and I started getting really rough with my dog playing with him. And I did something he didn't like, and I got bit, and that's on me. And he says, I'm not around my dog enough. My His dad take care, takes care of the dog when he's on road trips, and he's like, look, I, I, I'm, the, I'm the one to blame here. I'm not around my dog enough, and... And I got I got overly aggressive with him, and he did not like that. And fortunate for Aaron Gordon, could have been a whole lot worse. Yeah, I. He's right. You play stupid games, you're gonna win stupid prizes. You drink around your dog, and you're not the dog's not as familiar with you as it should be. And then you get too rough, the that, dog's gonna defend it. That's that's gonna be on you. And he did wear a chain featuring a bejeweled bulldog. As part of his outfit. So now he's cheating on his Rottweiler with a bulldog. Yeah. It's, it's, I don't think that's going to help Matt. Because I is a Rottweiler. Yeah. So what, what's going on there, Aaron Gordon? But he, he scored 10 points last night, and it was good to see him back. He played with the, the 21 stitches in his face. He said, that's not the problem. He goes, it's not a beauty pageant. So it's like the, the hand was the bigger concern. But fortunately, last night, uh, uh, he was uh, in the lineup and, and, and played okay for the Nuggets last night in their win over the Charlotte Hornets. And Ish Smith who's now a member of the Charlotte Hornets, got his ring last night. Yeah. Congratulations to Ish Smith. Yeah. So uh, they they celebrated him last night and uh, gave him his ring. He's a member of the Charlotte Hornets now. feel a little bad for him. They won more games in the postseason than he's won at this point in this season. Like a lot more. At least he doesn't play for the Pistons. Well, that's true. They got their win, though, too. Yeah, they did. The long nightmare is over. It's like, what, 27 in a row? or 28, I think. 20, something like that. Yeah. Yikes. Yikes. And there's one point where Smith might have uh, ended up joining the Nuggets, not as a player, though, but uh, there was some talk that he might try to uh, transition into some other, like, front office assistant role with the Nuggets. But he ended up signing with... With the uh, Charlotte Hornets. And I respectfully disagree with Michael Malone. He has to say that. Charlotte's will eventually just go away. You don't have to necessarily put them away. They're 7 and 24. <laughs> They'll just go away eventually. You just have to keep playing. <laughs> Unless you're the Detroit Pistons, yeah. where that's a different story. Right. All right. Sound check coming up in a moment. Who do we have on the Chick fil A breakfast team phone line? Sam from Fruta. All right. Samuel, good morning. Happy New Year, sir. Happy New Year, Jim Davis. How are things with you? Things are well. Well, good. Good. It's good to hear you back on on the air. Uh, you know, the uh, uh, pinch hitters over 
the last uh, week and week or so on uh, on the CBS network have uh, you know, they were all right. <laughs> well, thank you. Well, are you going to begrudge us a day off, Sam, for a holiday? Though, are you going to be Ebenezer Scrooge? Sounds like it. Sounds yeah. like Sam wants us to come in and work on Christmas Day, New Year's Day. Jeez, Sam. Well, you know, it used to be that way, didn't it? Uh, once upon a time, it was that way. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and I and I and I worked some of those Thanksgiving, Christmas, and no offense, Sam, I don't miss those days. <laughs> I don't. I don't blame you. It's, it's but thank nice. you for missing us. So I do appreciate that. It, it's it's nice and happy value. Happy Valley has been drug screaming and kicking into the twenty first century. Yeah. That's, well, anyway, that's true. Yes, that's true. What, what can you do for you today, Sam? Well, uh, you know the the Avs had a good weekend. Uh, they did. The Friday game was great. Sunday was a little nervous, but uh, they pulled it off, and uh, hopefully. Hopefully they've turned a corner. We'll see what happens. Um, I did uh, did watch the Broncos game and uh, Mr. Stidham's debut. And you know, as has been said, it looked like pretty much more of the same with just a different number on the jersey. Yeah, tell me uh, tell me something that he did that that Russ couldn't have done in that game, or did have yeah. hasn't done. I I'm, I'm just, other than maybe a few more throws. Between the hashes, maybe, but I, I pretty much the, the numbers and everything say the same, tell the same story that, that Russ has been telling. Yeah, and 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 at least the uh, uh, Vance's defense kind of came around a little bit better than they had the last couple games. Um, you know, to allow the uh, struggling Pats to come in to mile high and uh, walk out of there with a victory was was probably one of the bigger disappointments of the season. Um, and, and, you know, the whole thing going on with, with the Broncos, the uh, threat of uh, benching, the, this, that, and the other, and, you know, there's a lot wrong over there, and it hasn't gotten much better this year. And, uh, you know, I was elated when I, uh, at the time, I was uh, a guest of St. Mary's when they announced that Russell Wilson was coming aboard, and, you know, I let out a yelp, and the nurses came running in. Anyway, um, and, and so, you know, last season didn't work out. And, and then they got uh, the genius, Sean Payton, to come in and, and take the helm, and I thought, well, hey, this, it's going to happen now. And, you know, starting off, one and five, I I was scratching my head thinking, there's got to be something else going on here, and, and obviously with uh, with the threat to Russell Wilson after the uh, breaking the the uh, the chef's winning streak against the Broncos, um, you had to wonder. I I don't know. It's uh, well, they, they it's also have three, Sam. They have three losses by six points. The, they lost to the Raiders in the opener by a point. Lost to Washington by two. They and they lost to New England by three. So you have you have three. Those are three devastating games that that certainly changed how the season plays out. If they if they win two of those games, they're probably in the playoffs. Yeah, no it's simple. It's simple as that. And so are things. I know it's people want want dramatic improvement, 
they're on the verge of winning. They could go to Vegas on Sunday and win their ninth game of the season, which that's pretty much what that's kind of where I thought they would be. A lot of years, nine games would get you in. I, I just, you know, there's there's progress here, but it feels it feels stunted by what's happening with Russell Wilson. And it feels like here, here we go again. It's be another quarterback. It's another reset. And the progress that has been made feels doesn't feel as impactful. And I think sometimes no. people also had they also had very big expectations. Uh, you know, Buckeye likes to make fun of Broncos country, and sometimes Broncos country deserves that. Of hey, Sean Payton's there. They're going to win 13 games and win the Super Bowl. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Let's settle down. Let's let's get to how about let's get to eight or nine wins. Let's get above 500. How about that first? And then we hope yeah. those other things come together. So that's kind of where where I am with this year. Yeah, it's disappointing on a lot of levels. But also, Denver had the opportunity to be a playoff team. And we were talking about the playoffs deep into the month of December. Legitimately. Into, yeah, d- deep in December, had an opportunity the last two games, three, the last three games, and then the, the loss to the, the Patriots absolutely was devastating. And they had to hope that, you know, Cincinnati would win and the Chiefs would lose their last two. And, 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 you know, and Pittsburgh won at Seattle, and so that took them out of it. I just think that overall... There's been progress, but at what cost, I guess, is now the question when it comes to Russ and everything moving forward. Hey, Sam, always great to talk with you. I hope you had a wonderful New Year, and thanks, uh, for, uh, as always, for listening to us, and, and thanks for missing us, man. We appreciate that. <laughs> you guys take care. You too. Right. Sam Verbruda today. All right, on the Chick-fil-A Breakfast Team phone line, it is time for sound check. Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story. And I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. We're running short on time, so I won't get to play the whole thing. But Rich Eisen, when uh, he is off covering games, he does an instant reaction, little five or eight minute hit on YouTube about the game's, uh, the day's biggest game. And this last weekend, it was Dallas, Detroit, and he has a question that we were kind of all thinking. Okay, so the Lions-Cowboys game just ended, and a very simple question. What the hell just happened? What was that? What was that from the Dallas Cowboys' decision in the last possession of the game for them to, on second and 14, having the Lions exactly where they want them, without enough timeouts left to extend the game to get down the field to score the touchdown they're going to need. They're down four at this point in time. And the Dallas Cowboys throwing the ball, calling a pass play to begin with, and then Dak throwing the ball, launching it out of bounds. You'd rather even take the sack at that point in time to keep the clock going. There's a lot more to it, but essentially it was, what exactly was that last five minutes of game time? (laughs) What the hell happened there? And the lineman said that he reported as an eligible player, mm-hmm. receiver. Then the, no, he. Then they said no, he didn't. You know, yeah. It's, you know, yeah, it was an absolute. My mess. wife's a Cowboys fan. She watched the two point conversion, the tackle eligible. She like turned it off. So dutiful husband, also not an idiot, <laughs> turned it off. And then I had to go back and parse what exactly happened later. <laughs> oh, they won. Oh, Pretty happy. Much. Oh, like, happy day. I looked later. I'm like, I have good news and bad news. The bad news is you didn't see it, but the good news is they won. <laughs> All right, 742. We'll take a break. Wyatt Thompson, our college football insider, joins us next on the Jim Davis Show. They're a lot of fun. Oh. 
The Jim Davis Show. They're idiots. On Colorado's sports leader, the team. Talking college football with the team's insider, Wyatt Thompson, on the Jim Davis Show. Joining us right now, voice the Kansas State Wildcats, our college football and basketball insider, Wyatt Thompson. Wyatt, happy New Year, sir. Well, same to you, buddy. Were you uh, entertained last night at all? Oh, just a little bit, yeah. Two <laughs> tremendous semifinal games. Unbelievable. Before we talk about that, though, I have to talk about the Pop-Tart Bowl, though. Yeah. Did you get a chance to sample a piece of strawberry, the Pop-Tart? Because the rest of the Wildcats did after that one against NC State. Did did the did the broadcaster get a little piece of strawberry, the Pop-Tart? Well, not that specific Pop-Tart. Uh, I did have a strawberry one celebrating the victory afterwards, That, but that one came from the press box and uh-huh. not the mascot. I was very hopeful to get a little... Uh, a little piece of that, and I mean a little, just to, just to say I did. That's one of the coolest things ever. It sounds a little bit corny, but it was fun, man. It, it was a it was an incredible experience, and the kids loved it. It was great, man. Yes, uh, Strawberry s- slapped one of the officials on the backside, and it's, uh, I guess Pop-Tart, <laughs> I guess Strawberry the Pop-Tart kind of had it coming a little bit, though she the, the Strawberry Pop-Tart wanted it because it held up the sign, Dreams Really Do Come True, as you mentioned, mm-hmm. as yeah. the players dug yeah, in to eating the pop tart a little creepy <laughs> just a little well it, it, it was a very unique situation there's no question about that we um i'm not sure how to describe this other than just to be blunt and say it whatever uh kellogg's paid um in terms of the fee to sponsor that bowl game i'm gonna guess with the run they got on social media they look like geniuses today fair i, I think that's a oh, fair yeah. thing to say that yeah, yeah they're looking yeah. like a bunch of marketing geniuses no after doubt sponsoring the pop darts bowl uh let's, let's talk about the games from yesterday though the two semifinal games uh, you had uh, michigan and the rose bowl uh scoring off against alabama jj mccarthy with it with a big game three How touchdown passes michigan has been what's okay with let's say jim harbaugh deaths this year to <laughs> settle down pipe down over there <laughs> I think he'd be happy as Browns are in the playoffs, but no, he's still grousing about Ohio State, particularly how they played against Missouri. But anyway, um, that's okay. Let's say Michigan wins this on Monday. Is this a tainted championship for Jim Harbaugh? You know, I think some will say that. I probably won't, and and, and here's why. Um, I, I guess my opinion would be through all of the issues that they've had, they have basically taken on all comers, and they've been the better team virtually every time. And I think you have to give them some credit for that. And I'll be honest with you, fellas. I felt from the beginning of the year that they were going to be really, really good. But it hasn't been until late in the season when I paid a little bit more attention to them and watched, um, even just ahead of the Ohio State game, where the more you watch them, the more you realize how, how good they are but even more than that is how hard they play. And they've overcome, you know, the, the suspensions. Um, uh, they've, they've won against Ohio State and in the playoffs without what many describe as a dominant offensive lineman. I mean, they've just done everything. They have a veteran quarterback. I think they're really well coached, and they just play so hard. So, uh, you know what? It is what it is. It's not perfect. 
but I, I don't know that I'm going to put an asterisk by it just because of that. I'm just not. But you get you get to love these two games, though, or regardless how you feel about Harbaugh and, and Michigan right. and the Connor Stallion situation, that he came down the last play of the game with the, mm-hmm. with the overtime, the, the job the defense uh, did for Michigan, uh, you know, obviously how the, the game played out the end of it between Washington and, and Texas. And I'm going to go quickly back to a play that was in the first half of that, that Alabama-Michigan game where they decided to do the double pass, the lateral, and yep. J.G. McCarthy has to make this incredible one-handed catch and has one of the, one of the Alabama edge rushers bearing down on him able to get the ball downfield, comes up with a big completion. They end up going down and scoring because that could have been disastrous. That could have been a disastrous moment for Michigan in the first half. But they, end, they end up going down and, and getting a touchdown out of what could have been a, 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 a horrible play and a big turnover opportunity for Alabama. It was a remarkable athletic play, wouldn't you say? Yes. I mean, it's just, I mean, I, I looked back at it a couple of different times. I mean, they replayed it, certainly, but my goodness, I, I'm still a little bit uncertain how you get twisted that much and still get a hand on it and somewhat control it, or at least give yourself a, a chance on the second option to control it, right? But then also contort your body and get the ball downfield at least a little bit. Um, I'm telling you, I, I like him a lot. The more you watch, the more you like it. And and I'm, I'm going to be straight up with you, too. I didn't realize Corum was that I think yeah. he has great feel as a running back, man. Great feel. He's just, he's so small, he's short, but he's yeah. got such powerful legs. Powerful. He's got such great, great yeah. leg drive. And, and he's, yeah. yeah, Blake Corm is an impressive player, no doubt about it. I think for Alabama to have the opportunity after Milro got benched in, you know, South Florida, uh, you know, they lose at home to Texas, that this could have easily been a, well, Nick Saban's lost it. He's lost his mojo. Can't get this team back to the college football playoffs, they were a play away from maybe playing for a national championship again. And I think it's maybe been one of Saban's better coaching jobs. I don't think there's any question about it. And, you know, I know people are going to concentrate in more on the, you know, it's been, you know, whatever, three years or whatever. Okay. But his bad years are better than everybody else, aren't they? Yes. It sure seems that way. Um, and, And I'm like you. Let's be blunt here. They are a very fine football team. But they are not accomplished like the other three, in my personal opinion. If nothing else, just the offensive line. That's been a real issue for them all year long, and it was in the game yesterday. But they still almost overcame it. And, and um, I, I just think they're they're really pretty darn good, man. They're, they're not like top edge like they were, you know, a few years ago or whatever, but they're still one of the three or four best teams year in and year out, and you got to salute him for that. I don't know how the guy does it, honestly. I mean, they they get great players. I'm not saying they don't have a lot of great players, but if you compare this offensive line to even the one that played K-State last year in the Sugar Bowl, I'm just telling you it's not close. Not close. We're down with Wyatt Thompson, our college football and basketball insider. He joins us every Tuesday on the Jim Davis Show on the Team Sports Network. Then go from, from Pasadena to New Orleans where Washington gets a victory over Texas. And we can't say about Michael Penix Jr. Uh, the, the injury plagued years at Indiana. He transfers yep. to Washington and has just had a remarkable run as the Huskies quarterback, 430 yards, three touchdowns, uh, just 
what an incredible performance for Michael Penix Jr. last night. Well, there are people saying today that maybe he should have won the Heisman. And, and I don't know how you feel about that statement, but I certainly at least appreciate it. Yes. After watching some of the, the plays that he made, the, the long throws in particular, um, but, but I'll say this too. Man, oh man, they are just such an even, across-the-board accomplished team, right? From coaching to offense, defense, special teams, uh, physicality, toughness. Um, God, I love their receivers. Uh, yeah, Doozy Kid's I, really I, I'm good. I'm just telling you, they, they don't have very many weaknesses, do they? No. and the, the, I'm not seeing many. Yeah, and, and just his ability to throw the deep ball. Oh. There was one I think it was I think it was Oduzi that he I mean I, I don't know how you throw it better than that. It was it was you know over the over the shoulder perfectly yep. placed. I uh, just yeah Michael Penix Jr. definitely is was wowed me. Yeah, I there are three games this year where people have said okay Washington's cute but now it's time for Oregon to beat him or Oregon or now Texas is back. And Michael Penix Jr. in those games, those three games, just those three, has 1,100 yards and seven touchdowns. Yeah, that says everything, doesn't it? That, that's perfectly said because against the elite competition, you want to be at your absolute best. And I think that's, you know what? I really think Oregon's pretty good, guys. <laughs> and they beat them twice. Yeah. And last night, I probably, if I'm being honest, I probably know more about Texas than the other three uh, semifinal teams, and they just they whooped Texas's backside in the third quarter last night, ripped them. Fair? Yeah, that's fair to oh, say. Yeah. yeah, Texas had like 30 yards in the third quarter. Yeah, it was crazy. Um, I, I just again, I I think they're so well coached, and they're they they just have. <laughs> we we talk. Remember going back into September and October, we were talking about how good and underrated the Pac-12 was, well, they're at the top of that list in a league that is quite good this year. Yeah, in a league that will be, sadly, sadly yeah, that will be going away after, yeah. uh, of course, yeah. uh, after this season comes to an end. And then and then Bo Nix had, what, what, what a day Bo Nix had, 77% completion percentage in their bowl game victory. He was, uh, man, he was super impressive against Liberty. Uh, very quickly, Wyatt, we got about, uh, about, about 60 seconds here. Okay. Who, win, who wins it Monday? Michigan, Washington. Who do you like? <laughs> wow, that's really tough in a minute because I, I again we've been talking here, and I think both teams are really high level. I think you're going to see a very close game that probably will be decided by a mistake. Wouldn't be surprised on either side if you if you nail me to the wall and say pick a team. This is just a feel. Uh, I, I'm going to say Michigan. I'm sorry, Buckeye boy. I, I, and I so could be wrong. He's still, he's still like Wyatt. Wyatt. You're still good with Wyatt, right? Yeah, you still yeah, like Wyatt. Okay, <laughs> very good. Well, I always appreciate it, Wyatt, and uh, I did get a chance to catch some of your call of the Pop-Tarts Bowl. Always a fantastic job. Always enjoy uh, listening to you call a game, my friend. You are very, very kind, my friend. I appreciate that. Happy New Year, fellas. You too. Talk to you next week. Take care. Wyatt Thompson, Voice of Kansas State Wildcats, our college football and basketball insider. I was talking with somebody last week, and they're like, well, you know, as a Michigan fan, like, we could play Texas. And I'm like, you may not even get Texas. Like, you may be able to beat Texas, but you're you may not, not going to play them. them.
it's, so, it's gonna be wow, yeah. it's, it's gonna be a hell of a matchup coming up Monday night in Michael Houston. Michael Penix Jr. is a stud, by the he way. He is a stud.